4: We're a day and a half away from knowing the NFL's playoff picture and knowing the bears draft pick Joe Ostrowski here broadcasting live from the score Hyundai studios presented by your local Hyundai dealers. Follow me on Twitter at Joe Ostrowski at Joe Ostrowski. As we wrap up the NFL's regular season, I'll trying to play out all the different scenarios of the playoff teams that we're going to have set next week. We bring in our, Friend Ryan Horvath usually drops by once a month here on Early Odds. You can catch him on BetMGM tonight, 6 to 10 weeknights on the BetQL network. I've got BetQL daily, 8 to 11 a.m., 105.9 FM, HD2, Odyssey app. Just search BetQL network, Twitch, YouTube, always available, ton ton of spots, and you could also check out the podcast. All right, Horvy, week 18, we're supposed to be warning people, let's not get too crazy, motivation a big factor, lines moving all over the place. Here's the problem. I might like more sides because the numbers are flat wrong this week than any other week this season. What's your approach?
3: Yeah. This is usually my favorite week as well. You know, you look at player props and you have the incentives and I think people get a little bit too crazy with some of those. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Justin Herbert, especially if that game means nothing for the chargers, if he's going to be out there looking to complete 35 passes to break Tom Brady's completion uh, record, but you have some of these guys that maybe need four or five grabs to make an extra million. So I always look at player props, but as far as sides and totals, It's one of my favorite weeks of the season, actually. Like last season, for example, you usually look at the motivation factor. I remember last year, everybody making the case for the Indianapolis Colts. All they had to do was win to get in. And instead, the Jacksonville Jags played the spoiler and uh, beat them in that game. So this is one of my favorite weeks, actually, to bet, to be honest with you.
4: I feel like we've gone way too public with those player incentives, bonuses, everything you just alluded to right there, because so many of those examples that are being talked a lot about in social media, it's all with teams that have something on the line. So they're not going to put a bonus ahead of winning a game. Like if you're Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks or the Lions with a number of players that are in a similar spot, Uh, Buffalo Bills, Isaiah McKenzie, Uh, Jordan Poyer, everything that they've been dealing with this week on top of that. And they're still have some motivation for their game. Like, I think it's, I think it's pretty funny that a lot of these things that are being discussed for this week, like, no, it's about winning the game. We were talking off air. There is one that we do agree with that is a good spot because it's a team that doesn't have anything to play for, but, you know, Gerald Everett might be out there long enough and he's had five receptions in more than half the games this year. So yeah, like that, that's something that could hit, but these numbers have been massaged so much. The books know about all these incentives. You don't have some big tip and uh, those lines are inflated as well on player props.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Like Christian Kirk for Jacksonville, Jacksonville, pretty much a playoff game. It is a playoff game coming up a little bit later on. I mean, Christian Kirk has 78 receptions, only needs 80, What's important today? It's obviously Jacksonville getting back into the playoffs for the first time in forever. Right. Um, You know, there's just different situations. Zay Jones, there's another one. I think he needs like 88 to 90 yards. Are they going to look to just get uh, Zay Jones the football? Are they going to look to win the football game? So I completely agree. And a lot of these have become public, but I do love the Everett angle. You know, some that are within reach. I I do like a lot today.
4: With all the games. Uh, that we do like over the next couple of days maybe we don't have to take deep dives we can just do quick hitters because a lot of it is about the motivation everything on the line the backup quarterbacks out there and we know what these teams are after uh, 17 weeks of action and let's start uh, here on the lakefront we got the news earlier this week Justin Fields out Nathan Peterman in we were just talking about motivation and and the Bears spent a month Publicly discussing, we want to get Justin Fields the rushing record for quarterbacks, break Lamar's record that was just set a few years ago, and then what happens? He's out. He's 63 yards away from it, and he's not playing. The Bears are doing the right thing. They're putting Nathan Peterman out there, and I'm sure Fields will be in a position some other time in his career to break that record. The number's about seven, seven and a half. We started the week, it was like one, two, which was crazy. But then once we got this uh, news, it's been momentum toward Minnesota, Horvath. It's an outside chance, but there is that that glimmer of hope for the Vikings to land the two seed. I don't know that there's a big difference between the three and two in the NFC, but this number should be higher than seven, seven and a half, don't you think?
3: Completely agree. Yeah. Here's one where I'm looking to play the favorite and I did play Minnesota right away. I mean, you know what the motivation is for the Bears? It's to lose this football game and we could joke and I mean, we could say, you know, you can't really tank in the NFL. You don't want to get guys hurt out there. Everybody's playing for a paycheck, but there's a reason why Nathan Peterman's on this roster and it's for this week right here. I think they're doing the right thing here. It's the right decision. Like you said, Justin Fields will have many opportunities to break that rushing uh, record from Lamar Jackson the motivation is going to be there for Minnesota with the outside shot at landing the two, like you said, not a huge deal, but also I feel like they're going to want to go into the playoffs playing a little bit better brand of football after what we saw at Lambeau field last week, where they got mm-hmm. absolutely curb stomped by the Packers. Ooh. So I like them. I completely agree. I'd probably make this number like, man, maybe closer to 10, to be honest with you. So I like Minnesota on the road coming up here tomorrow.
4: What's Justin Jefferson One ninety three from the record. One ninety-three. Yep. He could do it against his do. bear secondary. You could do that in the, the first thing. half.
3: <laughs> here's the here's the thing. There, if <laughs> yeah. they go up two three scores, you're probably not going to see Justin Jefferson in the second half of this game no. or in the fourth quarter of this game. So there's one I'm staying away from.
4: Okay, two massive spreads, both in the NFC. Philly minus fourteen, San Francisco minus fourteen. You've had a number of injuries pile up for the Eagles, aside from Hurts, right? And on the Giants' side, their spot is locked in. Dayball saying he's going to play his guys. Nobody's believing them because the number's 14. So that that numbers moved like 12 points from the look ahead last week. You have to play the Giants, don't you? If you're playing this game, yeah. I'm not especially an Eagle squad that would go up all year in the first half and let teams back in in the second half. I think this number 14 nuts.
3: No, I completely agree. And even if the Giants do sit there, guys, I mean. Look at their skill position players regardless. Look at the coaching job that Brian Dable and Mike Kafka have done. I think you have to play the Giants here. This is just crazy. I'm looking at the look ahead where it was one and a half. Now we're all the way up to 14. I know the Giants don't really have anything to play for, but I have some concerns about the Eagles moving forward. I did a couple weeks ago. You know, all season long, uh, they've struggled against the run. They were a little bit beat up. They've gotten healthier. I know they don't give up the explosive plays, but you could kind of dink and dunk your way down the field against them. And right now, just a lot of injuries, not only on the defensive side of the ball, not only with Jalen, but I have some concerns about them moving forward. I could see the Eagles maybe being one and done, man, if if they don't get I a little bit here. But I love the Giants this week at 14. It's New Yorker pass.
4: No, don't tell me that because that means I lose my co-host Joe Giglio even earlier. But I've been saying that his team is a bunch of frauds, and they could go out and, you know, having a little fun there a little bit. But it wouldn't surprise me what you suggested. So San Francisco, I mentioned they're minus 14 against Arizona. They could get the one if Philly loses outright to the Giants. That could happen. I don't have the same confidence in taking Arizona up with David Blau going against San Francisco, and it looks like Debo's back.
3: Yeah, it looks like Debo's back. Here's one where I would actually play the favorite because the motivation is going to be there. And this Arizona team is brutal, man. I want to know... What ends up happening next year? Because, well, Kyler's not going to be ready, they're saying, to start the season. But are they really going to bring Cliff back? I know you committed to him last no. year.
4: No, But there's he's no out.
3: chance that he's back, man. No. And this Arizona team is an absolute dumpster fire. I know it's J.J. Watt's final game, so maybe you see some motivation on the defensive side of the ball. But that's a bad football team, and I think San mm-hmm. Francisco's going to absolutely roll them. You know, one look that I kind of like in this game is maybe looking at San Francisco just in the first half just in case they do get out to a big lead, kind of take their foot off the gas in the second half, rest some guys. You definitely don't want Brock Purdy getting injured in this game because who's the backup? You don't want to see Christian McCaffrey or Debo get even more dinged up in this game. You'll probably pull some guys on the defensive side of the ball, but I really like them in the first half, and I'd probably bet them full game if I had to play this one.
4: Yeah, hear you there. Uh, probably passing on the game because there are some other ones that I like more, like we mentioned the Vikings and the Giants. Some of these other dogs uh, sticking in the NFC. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670. The score, my guest, is Ryan Horvath, BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network. All right, I'm going to hold off on jumping to the Packers because these other games are played before S- Sunday night football, and they're going to impact the Packers-Lions matchup. Two dogs I'm looking at. Okay, we've got the Rams getting six and a half at the Seahawks. And we've got the commanders now getting a touchdown. Horvey, last week, the commanders were favored against Dallas. Now, since the Cowboys could also get that one, it is out to Dallas minus seven. Crazy movement there. I like both dogs. Another reason that I tend to lean to these underdogs in all of these matchups is they are divisional games and, you know, they're trying to stop the opponent from doing something. People forget these are pros trying on the other side just as hard. And that's why we have so much value. So I'm looking at the Rams. It wouldn't surprise me if they beat the Seahawks to help the lions and uh commander, Sam Howell. in now
3: Carson Wentz is out. I think they can keep it close against the Cowboys. What say you? I would have started Sam Howell with no NFL experience. I would have thrown him to the Wolves. First NFL start last week with the season on the line, or I would have just went back to Heineke. Like Riverboat Ron deserves to lose his job. Great guy, but he (laughs) deserves to lose his job. Season on the line. A, he doesn't even know his season is on the line, and they could have been eliminated last week. And he throws Carson Wentz out there. Three turnovers, three really bad interceptions. It was an absolute mess, but I'm with you. I actually like Washington this week. I didn't mind Sam Howell North Carolina. Yeah, um, I understand why he slipped, obviously, in the draft, but I think they'll at least keep keep this game close. I think my favorite bet on the board this weekend is actually going to be the Rams. We're sitting at six and a half Baker Mayfield. Like you said, the motivation is going to be there because you don't even know if he's going to be a backup in this league next year. He's playing for his NFL career. Cam akers They had the least efficient run game. The first 10 weeks of the season, the Rams now, all of a sudden cam Akers looks like an NFL back again. They've been creative with their play calling. And also McVay's just Mm -hmm. owns Seattle. They've won eight of their last 11. This is probably going to be a low scoring game. I think that the Rams pulled the uh, outright upset here in the the Sunday night game. I think the Lions are going to be playing for a uh, playoff spot. Uh,
4: Side note, before we get to the rest of the NFC side and then jump over to the AFC side, don't like as much on the AFC side. Um, Are you considering teasing? I know it's tough and we've got inflated lines all over the place. But one thing that does jump out is almost every total is very low. We only have two, I think, at 44 or above. So that should give us value with teasing. And teasing
3: has hit a lot in the second half of the season. Are you doing any of that? So the only thing that I was looking at, some teasers, nothing with the totals as of right now you know, a couple of my favorite games are coming up a little bit later on and we were sitting at yep. Las Vegas nine and a half at home against the chiefs. I was thinking about maybe using the Raiders as a teaser leg, if we didn't get to the 10. And then the other team I was thinking about maybe using as the other leg would be the uh, Denver Broncos teasing them from three to 10, just the way that they've been playing the last couple of weeks when Russell Wilson has been healthy, he's been out there. They've been much better offensively. That's been a top five defensive unit all season long. And we just don't know what the motivation is going to be for the chargers. We'll know close To kickoff, but I think that that's going to be a closer game. So I like the Broncos, teasing them to ten, and then teasing the Raiders up to seventeen if uh, we get the chance there.
4: There are some obvious ones, uh, and we haven't hit on all these games, but like teasing the Vikings down, that certainly pops to me. Teasing Jacksonville, where you just need them to win the game outright. That is certainly something that pops. And the other reason is you have all these divisional matchups. These teams know each other very well. So if you can go through a couple of key numbers, like, oh, I don't know, Cleveland through the three, through the seven, plus eight and a half against Pittsburgh, that seems like a pretty good look. So just something uh, on the mind that I, I wanted to follow up with. So we've been agreeing, like, across the board in the NFC. Here's one I don't have a strong play on, but if I were to go with the side, I think it's opposite you. Tampa, Atlanta. This is a strange one. So motivation, obviously a big factor. The Bucs secured their spot. They won their horrendous division. Atlanta's a four-point favorite over the Bucs. Same old story, ton of injuries across the board or what they're calling injuries for the Bucs. Brady, okay, if he plays, how much is he actually going to play? None of us really know. What side would you go here?
3: So I actually bet Atlanta at home in this spot, just because I don't think there's going to be any motivation for Tampa Bay whatsoever. If Brady does play, I think it's probably for a series or two. I mean, you could play devil advocate and you could say, well, Tampa Bay has been a dumpster fire all season long. Finally last week in the second half, they finally found something. Mike Evans and Tom Brady were on the same page finally. So maybe they try to keep that momentum rolling. But I just, I don't think so, man. That's an old veteran team. They're already going to host the playoff game. They've already won their division. I just don't think there's going to be any motivation where, with Atlanta, a bunch of young guys and a pretty talented team, they got a lot of young talent there. I think they're going to go out and try to win this game. So Atlanta's actually one of my favorite bets. I'm going to fade Tampa Bay this week. Ooh. I just, I don't think we're going to see Brady. I don't think we're going to see Mike Evans or anybody on the defensive side of the ball for more than a quarter if i had to i'd probably bet tampa
4: but maybe first half is the way to go but if i had to but I, I like so many other games i really don't have to all right the one you've been waiting on sunday night football we don't know if the lions are going to be playing anything for themselves but here's the thing like if we play this out in seattle wins they're supposed to win we think the rams are live but we could be wrong it's a six and a half point spread seattle's supposed to win so if they do the lions are out don't you think this point spread is going to jump to 6-7 in favor of the Packers and then give me the Lions all day in that spot?
3: I'm glad that you brought that up because that's my angle. I think Green Bay most likely wins the game. I mean, it's Jared Goff outside of a dome, cold weather game most likely at Lambeau Field. We know Jared Goff is very sensitive to pressure. And Green Bay, I just don't know how for real this defense is because if you look at the last four weeks of the season – Joe Barry after the buy actually made some adjustments and he was coaching for his job but they're playing a lot more cover 2 a lot more cover 6 and I find this hard to believe but Green Bay was actually blitzing uh, at the second highest rate in the league they just were never getting home now all of a sudden they're blitzing at the 29th highest rate and they're second in sacks and pressure rate the last 4 weeks of the season a lot of natural pressure a lot of coverage sacks also guys have just been Finally showing up, Jair Alexander's finally playing like an all-pro corner. You know, Rasul Douglas is finally earning his paycheck. But you look at the quarterbacks they've faced, man. Baker Mayfield, a dinged-up Justin Fields in a terrible Bears offense. Who else did you have in there? Kirk Cousins outside at Lambeau Field. Another guy that's very sensitive to pressure. I don't know if they're for real or they're getting lucky, but I do like this spot against Jared Goff outside cold-weather game. Um, now, the Lions will probably be able to run the ball but I still think that Green Bay ends up winning this game. But if we get to six, six and a half, I still think the motivation is going to be there for the lions to play spoiler. It's a divisional rivalry game. Dan Campbell, We know he's going to get his guys up for this one. Jamal Williams, a former Packer, uh, doesn't only want his two yards to go over 1,000 yards. He (laughs) wants to beat his former team. Especially, they've been talking a little bit of trash. Aaron Rodgers pretty much guaranteed a win. Aaron Jones was pretty much guaranteeing a win. So I think the Lions are going to want to win this football game. If we get the six, I think that's an auto play. So that's what I'm waiting on to see what the motivation is for Detroit. But to be honest, I kind of like them regardless. I think this line should be three, three and a half. I thought it was really interesting
4: that the NFL decided to put this game, even though we don't know that the Lions are going to be playing for something, but if they are, it could be them playing for Seattle. And I hope there's a live
3: cam at Pete Carroll's house. Like that could be a cool angle. It kind of could uh, remind you of the March Madness selection show, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would watch that. I think that it would be really entertaining. Again, I think this game is going to come down for a playoff spot. I think that the Rams pull the off the outright upset. Uh, over Seattle and I think that this game is for it all and then I wouldn't be surprised if Detroit ends up winning this game everybody's locking in Green Bay I played them a couple weeks back plus 750 just to make the playoffs I did that on December 20th I wouldn't be shocked if Detroit did play spoiler here
4: all right with Ryan Horvath bet MGM tonight Joe Ostrowski here this is early odds with Joe Ostrowski on a Saturday morning sports radio 670 the score let's flip over to the AFC side we mentioned earlier at least I don't like as much I don't know if you do but we, we get two AFC games today of all of these contests on the AFC side. I think I like the games today the most. How about you?
3: Yeah, same here. I actually like both dogs quite a bit today. So Jared yeah. now did him. I know there's film now. I know the tape's out there. But he looked really good in that game against San Francisco. I thought that that was the most entertaining game, one of the more entertaining games of the NFL season. I actually like the Raiders to keep this game close. This comes down yes. to this is their Super Bowl. Right. And I mean, I know they blew that game against San Francisco, but I like what I heard from the locker room, Devontae Adams, you know, the team, the rest of the team kind of rallying around them. I think that the Raiders are live today, as crazy as that sounds. I know the motivation is there for the Chiefs because they want the one seed. There's only one bye. they want home field advantage, but I think the Raiders are going to keep this game close. I really like them, especially in the first half today. And then I'm going to play Tennessee. Maybe we're overhyping what we saw from Dobbs. Against I know Dallas. we are. Dallas I know we are. Is man. So beat up right now, Joe. I'm, we are so overhyping Dobbs, but look at what Henry's done against this team. And this is just the classic Mike yeah. Vrabel motivation spot. I mean, I'm not yeah. the biggest trends guy, but we know yeah. what the trends say. Um, yeah. This is the perfect spot for him. I do think Jacksonville wins the game. I hope that they do. I have him better than seven to one to win the division, to go to the playoffs. I had him over six and a half wins. Trevor Lawrence the last six weeks of the season is playing like the top quarterback in the league. But Mm -hmm. I just think Tennessee keeps this game close. I think it should be around four, four and a half. I mean, the number continues to go up and I guess that makes sense, but I like Tennessee to keep it close. I like both dogs today. I am glad you mentioned
4: that because I also have Jaguars futures at seven to one for the division those were the numbers almost the entire year, preseason and in-season until just a few weeks ago. We we could see the Titans fade coming. I grabbed it in-season. I grabbed the preseason as well. Like I'm like, still, I see the path. Uh, it was an incredible amount of value. So do you have any futures coming down to today where you're hedging? Like, we both like Tennessee, so we both bet the side. So we are hedging in a way, but we're also making that bet because we love the bet. There are a few awards that are... Open. I'm hoping that Garrett Wilson has a good game so he can secure offensive rookie of the year. But I look at that one, Orvy, and that one's wide open. I feel like I need to grab a, a big number and just hope somebody goes crazy if it's not Wilson.
3: Yeah. So I had Josh Allen MVP tickets, and I don't think that those are going to come home, especially, nope. you know, nope. everything over. that went down. So I think that those are probably gone. The big one for me today, and I can't believe I have to sweat this thing out the Miami Dolphins, Joe, over eight and a half wins. Five, six weeks ago, this was the lock of the season, and now Uh it comes down today. They're 8-8, and no Teddy Bridgewater, no two-up. They're at home going against the New York Jets, who, again, are just trying to play spoiler. Not a whole lot to play for. They -hmm. don't know who their quarterback's going to be next year, but I need the Dolphins really bad today just to go over 8.5 wins. So that's my big one for today, and I don't really feel very good about it, to be quite honest. I think the Jets win that game today, and then it's going to be interesting to see what happens in Miami uh, with Mike McDaniel, because he was everybody's darling all season long. And there are reports that maybe he's not back next season.
4: Uh, I saw that as well. Just a complete collapse of the season. Fire Eberflus and I'll
3: take him right now. Yeah, right I now. Mean, I completely agree. Oh, my favorite bet of the weekend. I almost forgot about this one. Yeah. Tell me what you think about this. The Texans. I think the Texans money line plus 120. I think. Uh, no, just, no, no. Price. I'm not betting anything with that game.
4: I want nothing to do with, they both need to lose. What do you do? The Texans money line. I know Indy should not be favored by two and a half, but I don't want anything to do with that game.
3: Texans are going to win this game. They don't want to win
4: this game. Oh, Bears number one pick. Is that what you're telling me?
3: Bears are going to end up with the number one pick. The Texans are going to pull, I guess if you want to call this an outright upset, the Colts are an absolute dumpster fire. Who are they starting at quarterback? Sam Ellinger, this Jeff Saturday experiment. Has not worked out. I bet the Colts to win the division. I yeah. bet the Colts to win 10 games this season. I believed in Matt Ryan. I feel like the biggest idiot on this planet. I think that the Texans win this game outright. And I think the bears end up with the number one overall draft pick, which they'll probably, oh. great, of course, but I, that's my prediction for you. I don't know. People will be tempted with
4: Bryce young. That would be a fun conversation, but yeah, I, you
3: have to go. How did anybody watch that game Yeah, last week? and not say C.J. Stroud's the best quarterback in this class. Like, I love Bryce there, Young. There was a move towards Bryce Young for the overall number one pick. And he I, made probably the best throw of the bowl season in that game. I mean, yeah. I love Bryce Young. My only worry is how small he is, the hits that he takes. And I'm I never great had great. a problem with the small quarterbacks before, but, like, look at the last couple. Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, even the last couple seasons of Russell Wilson haven't been great. I think there's something to it. And C.J. Stroud, he can make every single throw, and you saw what he could do with his legs because they finally used them in some quarterback design runs against Georgia. The wrong side, the wrong team won Mm -hmm. that game. Ohio State deserved to win that game. If uh, Marvin Harrison doesn't go down in that game, and if they have Jackson Smith and Jigba, I'm never like, hey, if they had this guy or a big injury guy, but if those guys are healthy, Ohio State beats Georgia. I think C.J. Stroud is going to be an all-pro quarterback. I would take him number one overall. So you're talking about your
4: Dolphins win total. There are a total of five That come down to this weekend? Five decided in the final week. Kind of surprising because you would think it more would come down to the final week. Baltimore, ten and a half, chargers, ten and a half. You said Dolphins eight and a half. Patriots eight and a half. Washington seven and a half. They have a tie. They're seven, eight, and one going into this game. That will be decided. They're over under. AFC side, like there's a couple that I lean towards, don't love Buffalo. It's a bit of a guess. I see the motivation and they're going to be at home minus seven. I don't mind that Pittsburgh, if Pittsburgh gets into the playoff, I'm going to hit a 55 to one ticket. That was placed last Thursday, Harvey.
3: Yeah. I'm rooting for Pittsburgh pretty big today too. Yeah. Uh, big Pittsburgh fan. I don't know if we're going to get that one home. Uh, the other one that I had was, we called- have
4: three favorites. We have three favorites. If, uh, if they all win Pittsburgh I had the, uh, Pittsburgh games.
3: Yeah, I had Baltimore over 10 and a half wins. And then I also like Buffalo today. I think Buffalo would be another teaser leg that maybe I would look at as well. at seven teasing them down to a pick at home because I think the motivation is going to be there. They're going to want to win this football game. I think so, So, too. So wouldn't mind throwing them in there with something.
4: All right. You're obsessed with college football. Can't let you go without addressing Monday night's national championship. TCU, Georgia. I see some diehard college football fans that are really upset, actually out there crying about the matchups that we're getting after having a phenomenal day of semifinal action on New Year's Eve. I digress. The numbers come down a little bit. TCU is getting support. Open 13 and a half. It is the Bulldogs. Minus 12
3: and a half. Total is 63. What's the play, Horvy? All right. So I had Ohio State winning the national title, unfortunately, plus 350. I still think that that was the best bet. Man, did Michigan lay an egg. So I know that everybody now, even the people that I talk with that didn't believe in TCU all season long, now everybody believes in TCU. I think that they're going to get beat in this game. I think they're going to keep it close probably for a half, and then Georgia's going to do what Georgia does, and that slowly, methodically just wear them down. It's going to be a bunch of body blows. I think they're going to run the football. That defense is just so damn tough. I actually like Georgia to win by two scores here, so I grab Georgia at 12 and a half, and I like the under. Uh, I bet it at 63. I'd probably bet it all the way down to 61 and a half. I think Georgia wins this one, their second consecutive national title, even yeah. though they don't deserve it. Here's where I'm at on the game. I
4: understood the move down backing TCU. It's probably a good idea at this point to get out of the doubting, dug in doubting TCU crowd. I understand that. But when you break this game down, here's where I struggle. Where's the clear cut advantage? People say quarterback, but with no pass rush from the Horn Frogs. I think Stetson Bennett could
3: hit a bunch of his props. Like I might be playing those in this game. TCU, I love the game plan against Michigan. That was a ta- uh, top five run defense, maybe the best run defense in all of college football, and they ran the ball right at them. You know, Max Duggan wasn't great in that game, but he made the throws that he needed to. I just don't know that they're going to be able to move the ball on the ground against this Georgia front, and then I think that if there's a couple turnovers like we saw in that game against Michigan, I just think that Georgia is going to take advantage of it, and I think they're going to win this game probably by 17 to 21 points.
4: Horvath, you're the best host of BetMGM tonight. Ryan Horvath, follow him on Twitter. Uh, let's talk again later on in the playoffs. All right.
3: Thanks so much for having me, Joe.
4: More on the national championship later, but next it's weekly contributor Jim Miller as we break down. The best week 18 approach and survivor options for players with six million bucks on the line. You've got early odds with Joe Ostrowski and 670 the score and the Odyssey app. The score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet Smarter and Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Welcome back. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Sports Radio 670 the score. Week 18 of the nfl season our final regular season week starts today it wraps up tomorrow and our weekly contributor here is jim miller of hawthorne racecourse at hawthorne jim jim we got into it a little bit last week about the the media pool that both of us are in i have been non-competitive just hanging around in the middle that's been my season ats in the nfl overall and um well there's no other way to put it you're mad at yourself. You feel like you gave up your lead. I look at it the other way. I look at it as uh, guff just went off at the right time with a perfect 5-0 and to surpass you. So you go into the final week uh, down by two and a half games uh, in the media pool. I mean, see what happened? You were getting puffy-chested last week, and ah. you're saying the pressure's on them, and uh, you had a couple bad breaks. It's not over yet. A four and one on one side, one and four on the other. It could go your way. I've always viewed week 18 as the toughest week Ugh. in the NFL. What's so challenging about it, Jim, is is we follow the numbers. There are bets that we know we have to make, but the problem is pulling the trigger. And what I'm talking about is there is so much value on these eliminated teams with seemingly nothing to play for. But we need to remind ourselves that these are professionals. Just because one side has a bigger carrot dangling and much more motivation does not mean they're going to go out there and they're going to try so much harder than the other side. They're going to prepare so much better than their opponent because all of these players, they're looking for jobs next year. They're putting stuff on tape. And even though there's uh, some really bad quarterbacks that we're going to witness over the next couple of days – You've got to remember that an NFL line, even with a quarterback change, should not move double digits. That's exactly what we've seen in some of these cases, where if you look at the look-ahead line from a week ago to where we are right now, just based off motivation, and in some cases quarterback change, these lines are moving 12, 13 points. The question is, what do you do with them, too? Because like you mentioned,
1: these are professional football players. You're still seeing some two-touchdown lines that's the thing that surprises me and then you're going to have the impact of some games and one one of the great questions is okay what do you do with a team like the chargers where you don't even know if they're going to have anything to play for or not they may they may not but if cincinnati goes out and beats the ravens that kind of changes the plan for the chargers there too so it really is the question of, of not only How do you attack these games, but when do you attack these games? Because you are going to get that line moving. What do you do, for example, with Tampa? They say they're going to play the starters. They may play the starters one or two drives. That's the biggest
4: question, Martin, trying to kind
1: of decipher what you're going to do for this weekend's games.
4: What about the Vikings tomorrow? Yes, there is an outside chance that they get the two seed in the NFC. Right now, they're the three, and they're playing their starters. Cool. You're going to play your starters the entire game? Do you have to play your starters the entire game against this Bears defense against Nathan Peterman? Probably not. And to get that to you need Arizona to beat San Francisco outright. That game might be close. Sure. The Cardinals could cover the 14 points, but are they really going to win that game when San Francisco is motivated? There is a chance that they could get that one seed. No, I don't see it. So why would you play those guys the entire game? Here's number one, is you ask, what do you do? Well, when I see massive movement, I'm not getting on the wrong side of that number. I'm not laying Philly 14, right? Uh, the Dallas number has moved like crazy. Last week, Washington was the favorite based on motivation and a little bit on the quarterback change. We're going to see Sam Howell out there for the Commanders. That line has moved double digits a ton. Washington was favored, and now it's Dallas by more than a touchdown at a lot of spots. So I'm not going to bet Dallas. I'm not going to do that. I think teasers are interesting. Certain positions you're worried like, oh, it's Houston Indy. They're both trying to lose for the draft pick, I think. like, I don't really want to get mess around with that. But the totals are so low. There are only two games that have normal to high totals, Jim. So that's why I'm looking at the some of those teasers, because when you have a lower totals and you get through a couple of key numbers, like three and seven, uh, your bet is much more likely to hit. So that, that is something I'm taking a look at, but be careful, be careful out there. Uh, Tom Brady might play, but should the Buccaneers, even if Brady only plays a half and Brady's been terrible this year, yes. should they be an underdog to Atlanta And I don't know. There's some funky lines. So another angle is a lot of people are going after prop bets on certain players that could set records that have bonus incentives. Be careful on that because the books have inflated those lines as well. Well, they've
1: inflated those lines. And here's the thing too. And
4: you kind of mentioned
1: one of them. All right, San Francisco and the Vikings. Let me ask you this. Do you really want to be the two? If you're the three, you're looking at a matchup with the Giants. If you're the yep. two, you're looking at a matchup with most likely either Green Bay or Seattle, but possibly Detroit, that might be the tougher matchup. So that's a question that comes into regards to is really what route do you want to go?
4: Yeah, I agree with you 100%. That's something that I've been talking about as well in Big Daily. Is there enough upside to get the matchup as the two going against the seven? The potential sevens in the NFC, I think are scarier, don't you think? Yes, Detroit, Green Bay, maybe Seattle, but not as much. Aren't those scarier opponents than what you're going to get in the Giants? I mean, I would say
1: so. I mean, it, so that that makes you question. Okay, what do the Vikings do? I don't. I do not expect the Vikings are going to lose to the Bears, but if you're the Niners out there, okay, you're determining: Am I playing for the one seed until I know the Eagles have it wrapped up? And if I see mm-hmm. they have it wrapped up, am I getting everybody out of there too? For the Niners game, that's the question mark, is there's just so many unknowns. And then you even go into Sunday night, for example, what are the Lions going to do? I think the Lions are going to play all out to win, regardless of what happens earlier on yes. in the day. I'm, I'm kind of hopeful that they're in potential where it really is a meaningful game. I'm shocked that the Green Bay is still in there. But here's the thing. The Lions are the one team that I think, no matter what, goes all out right now to try to win that game, see what they can do to get into the playoffs. And if you look right now, Joe, and I know they're going to need help, you can still get the Lions at 8-1 to just to make the playoffs. So they're going to need to win their game, of course, and then a Seattle loss.
4: But that's not completely out of the realm either. Well, the help they would need is the Rams beating the Seahawks. Yes. Can the Rams beat the Seahawks? I think they can, even though Seattle's going to be motivated on their end. So then a Lions win turns into a playoff berth. But you're right. Let's play it out. Let's say the odds makers are correct. Seattle wins somewhat comfortably. They win that game. Now the Lions are not playing for a playoff berth tomorrow night. What happens to that line? I think you're right, though, that the Lions are live. But what's going to happen to the line is all of a sudden it's going to jump, right? You go from yep. four, yep. five to six, seven. You've got to make a play on the line. So yeah, I'm going to bet on the Lions, but I'm going to wait just because if Seattle wins and the Lions, quote, have nothing to play for, we're going to get a lot more value on that point spread.
1: You're going to get a lot of value on that point spread. And the other thing that I really think you need to watch, Joe, watch live betting options throughout the course of the day, too. Yeah, Great example, Tampa against Atlanta. Say Tampa does go out there and plays the starters. Say they're only going to play the starters like a preseason game for a quarter or a couple drives. Say they score early on that could be the time you jump on a team like Atlanta on the live line only because Tampa may pull everybody out of there because they are not going to move at all. But that's Mm -hmm. one of the things that I think you can watch too. I mean, you may almost want to say, okay, I'm hoping Tampa's going to go down there and kick a field goal or score a touchdown on that first drive because then all of a sudden that live line on Atlanta is going to completely change. And that might be a route to go to if you're one of those that's sitting there on Sunday and just watching what's kind of unfolding throughout the course of the afternoon.
4: Where we sit right now. What is your favorite ATS pick? You've had a really good season, stumbled last week. You still have a chance to win the pool we referenced. What is your top play ATS Week 18? You know what? My top play
1: is actually going to be in that Kansas City Raiders game, and it's going to be on the Raiders. Yes, things. yes. It's nine and a half right now. They're at home. Kansas City has not shown the ability, even though I expected last week, to blow anybody out of the water. But here's the thing, too. The Chiefs, all they really need to do is win. They don't need to blow anybody out. You're looking at that line. It's going to hover right around, say, the Raiders get nine and a half or ten points. I think that's something where the Raiders can cover in that first game of the weekend.
4: Chiefs have not covered four of the last five games. The point spread is constantly way too high because of so much respect for Pat Mahomes, the MVP. And I just think he, he has to avoid disaster to get the MVP here. You know how many times the Raiders have lost by more than a touchdown this season?
1: It's had to be minimal. It had to be very minimal.
4: What would you guess? How many games? Got a full season in now. I would say,
1: looking through the chorus of it, I would say by a touchdown or more, mm-hmm. I'd say
4: three times. More than a touchdown. It has happened once. Wow. Once. Week eight at New Orleans, shut out twenty four to nothing. Everything else has been a win, a close win, close loss. They have what? They have four overtime games, including last week taking San Francisco to o t. they They play these games tight. I like yeah with Jared Stidham like your at quarterback too. Yeah, yeah. Let's see if he can do it again now that there's a little tape out there on him. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio six seventy. The score with weekly contributor Jim Miller getting you set for Week eighteen in the National Football League. Jim, you want to talk a little Survivor? Yeah, let's go for it. All right, we've uh, been talking about my Survivor pool from throughout at many points during the season. It felt like it was going to end by Thanksgiving. Okay, maybe Christmas. No, we're here in week 18. We're here in 2023. And my survivor pool is going. Circa's is going as well. I started with 1,131. There are three entries left. Circa had over 6,100. They also have three entries left. Oh, my gosh. Everybody won last week. All right, looking at mine, I'm going to ask you what you would do in this scenario. One of the three entries has Minnesota and Cincinnati. Oh, and Seattle, six and a half. So Seattle minus six and a half. Cincinnati minus seven against Baltimore. Minnesota minus seven and a half against the Bears. Is it just no-brainer Vikings for that person?
1: It's got to be. Yeah. I mean, it, it has to be. Kudos to that person for having About those teams alive. That's insane. I, I, I think it has to be that, that play. So, yes, I would say
4: Vikings for that person. Okay. I mean, unbelievable. Vikings and Bengals. Nobody else has any of those teams. So now we move down the board. We have two others left. One, I, ha- one has Seattle. Everybody has Jacksonville. If you're going with one of these spreads, I mean, these are the only games that have spreads of at least six or higher in, in the availability. If you're picking between Jacksonville and Seattle, which way are you going?
1: I go Seattle, and here's the only reason why. The Jacksonville-Tennessee game, there's so much on the line for both teams. And you look at that total. That total's down there around 40. You know it's going to be a Derrick Henry heavy run game to try to keep that thing close. So that one would scare me a little bit. Whereas you look on the other end of things, at least Seattle you're getting at home, and it's against the Rams team who really has been questionable. And we've said the Rams could win this game, But this is the ultra meaningful game for Seattle with a massive home field advantage. And, you know, it is going to be crazy loud there. So in that situation, I would go the route of the Seattle Seahawks.
4: It's funny, Jim, over in the circuit pool, a very similar situation. All three have Jacksonville left. One person has Minnesota. One person has Seattle. So there's also a little bit of game theory too. You want to be on a team where only one person's going to play them. So for those uh people that have the Vikings still available, wow, the Bears could play some big time spoilers, big time in uh, survivor pools, uh all over the place. So that's some good stuff. Uh Jim Miller, we touched on it uh, last week, but just want to uh to clarify uh this point in the season, dead of winner, we're taking a break from racing over at Hawthorne, right?
1: Yeah, so no live racing at Hawthorne for a couple of months. We do have full card simulcasting going. And Joe, it's crazy to think there's already some three-year-old prep races that are starting to kick off this weekend. So I do have picks for some races. Here's what I have. Aqueduct Race 8, this is the Jerome, this is a three-year-old race. but the one neural network across the board. Turfway Race 6, this is a race named The Preview. It's a three-year-old race, but the two retained across the board. And then go over to Oakland Park, race number nine, a race by the name of the Pippin. bet the three, a lovely ride across the board and try to build up that bankroll again for a great NFL Sunday.
4: The great Jim Miller, Hawthorne race course, Jim, best of luck. I hope uh, you give it a run here in our ATS contest. Can't wait to see how that shakes out and also how the uh, super wild card weekend is going to shake out because all signs point to us uh, having that set next weekend and we get to preview all these games
1: going to be so much fun and crazy. We've talked about some playoff survivor in the past, so we might be able to do that again, too.
4: Up next, one of my favorite college football analysts on how to bet Georgia TCU on Monday.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
4: Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. This is 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski on 670 The Score. Monday's national championship has Georgia as a heavy 12.5 point favorite over TCU. Total of 63.
2: Here's Michael Felder's breakdown from BetQL Daily. I'm not going to doubt TCU at all. They're going to look at this Ohio State game and they're going to look at what can we duplicate to create problems. I know Georgia's is going to go back and watch tape to try to clean stuff up as well. But again, at the end of the day, defensive backs are going to make mistakes, whether it's on them or it's the official call a pass interference that gives you a free first down. It doesn't matter. Defensive backs are in the worst position in college football right now. So I think the big key is going to be how do you attack these guys? And you know what? Just don't attack Keely Ringo. Go go anywhere else. You'll be okay. Just don't attack Keely Ringo. He's really good. So Um, I think he might be the first corner off the board, honestly. So the big thing for me when I look at this is can TCU stop them from getting to 30 30 points? I don't think so at all. Absolutely not. Can TCU get to 30 points against this football team? That's the biggest question when you look at the over-under. Can TCU get to 30? Because Georgia, I know Georgia's going to get to 30. Georgia's probably going to get to 40. But can TCU get to 30? Still like the over here. I think when you look at that 13 and a half, that becomes the question of can TCU get to 30? If TCU can't get the 30, I think Georgia covers the number. But if TCU can, you can get the 30, then we're looking at a game that's a little bit more compressed than the almost two touchdowns that they're giving us right now.
4: Do you think TCU can win?
2: Listen, with Max Duggan, I think they can do anything, honestly. like this is, it's, it's, There's two things I need to find out. Do we have a healthy Kendra Miller? And what does it look like early in the game? Well, actually, what's Georgia's disposition early in the game is more important. And that's a thing we'll never know until they step out onto the field. But if Georgia's disposition is to come out and decide we're going to score 50 points today, then that's a different team than we're going to kind of lean with it, rock with it, and and figure out what happens over the course of this game and do enough to win. But if they come – if Georgia comes out and they want to score 50 points, then I think TCU's in for a long day.
4: Michael Felder with me on BetQL Daily. Won't want to miss Monday's show, 8 to 11 a.m. on the BetQL Network, Odyssey app, 105.9 FM, HD2. The NFL playoffs will be set, and Monday's title game will be previewed. Thank you for listening to Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Inside the Clubhouse is next. Cash those tickets and keep it locked here on 670 The Score.